All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know what that yes! sound means. It is time for episode 22 of Never Growing Up, a Disney Parks podcast for re- adults. Damn it, I messed it up. You're okay. <sighs> I'll, it's like keep the going. worst we're, time we're gonna gonna of my life. Going. We're going to keep it going. Anyway, um, so today we have quite a bit to talk about. Yes. It a being our twenty second episode, but we're going to talk about the new Toy Story small like mini trailer that just came out. We're going to have our review of Endgame because let's face it, guys, it's been over a week by the time yeah. you guys hear this. So if you haven't seen it yet, are you really a big fan? Um, <laughs> That's a good point. We're going to talk about the unfortunate passing of uh, Peter Mayhew. I hope I didn't butcher his name, I think but he right. played Chewbacca. Um, and we're going to talk about the shark shark. The charcuterie, charcuterie. Damn, I haven't even drank this yet, guys. <laughs> uh, charcuterie crawl uh, at that place. Damn, I'm butchering this opening so hard. No, charcuterie crawl is throughout all of Disney World. Oh, so throughout okay. all of Disney World. That sorry, that, that's that's it's uh, important. <laughs> that's her baby. That's my it's my idea. <laughs> We're gonna talk about Disney's Hollywood Studios 30th birthday and new logo. And the new signature package at Cinderella's Royal Table. Fancy. Fancy. Woo! That entrance was rough. Hello, guys. I am Brady (laughs) McCleary, also known to you as Brady Cam. On Instagram, and believe it or not, I haven't even poured this drink yet. Uh, and with me, as always, is my most wonderful, outstanding fellow host, Brady. I don't know about you, you but I'm feeling twenty two. Uh, oh, I don't know about shit. you, but I hope the f you do. <laughs> I never heard that. There's no. a really good parody. It's like I don't know about you, but I'm feeling thirty two. When I turned 32, and that was hilarious. Um, But yeah, I'm feeling 22 today. But hi, guys. I'm Annie at WDW Collective on Instagram and Twitter. (laughs) Indoor Twitter. Indoor Twitter. All right. Well, guys, I'm excited. This is my first time trying La Marca. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I haven't poured it yet. You know, I'm going going for that ASMR feeling. That's why I tried getting that cork pop in the Mm -hmm. uh, beginning. So here we go. I'm going to fill up my, you know, I'm going to turn the gain up. And then I'm going to fill up. Actually, I'm not going to turn the gain up because I don't know where that is. There it is. So like, wait, if you turn, I know nothing about audio. So like if you turn I'm turning up the gain. So it's making my, a little bit more sensitive to where you can hear. Is that that the the ASMR level? That's the ASMR level of this. Oh my god, I already have chills. All right, guys, I'm gonna go ahead and pour this. <laughs> That's oh, the sound of my cup. <laughs> well, you can hear it. Glug glug glug. <gasps> you can hear the fizzing. I'm so fascinated by this. Mm, it sounds so. Wait, mm, it sounds so relaxing. There it is. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and give it a sip now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> I really hope I'm going to turn the game down. <laughs> I hope nobody's wearing uh, headphones for that one. Sorry, oh my guys. God. 
Uh, turn this down some. Uh, okay. Let me take a sip. I'm taking a sippy sip. Get it. My, I felt my eyeballs do something. What? Like my pupils dilated when I took a sip of that. It was really good. Oh, good. Mm. Marca is my everyday Prosecco, which is the... Yeah, everyday <laughs> like, Prosecco. It's my everyday. Like, I don't know. It's, it's just my everyday Prosecco. Like, I could drink La Marca every day. I don't have anything to put in this, and I'm not mad about it. You no, know, yeah. Okay, yeah. So La Marca is not a – you could mix if you want. But, like, we use our shittier Proseccos at home because, again, for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, my husband works in the wine business, so we have a lot of wine in our house at all times. So um, this I do not consider a mixing, like for mimosas or bellinis or whatever. It's a straight-up on its own Prosecco. See, for me, Matt and I do use um, – I guess we don't use like anything super fancy. Um, like we usually get like a 13 bottle and I, for me, cheap is like a $10 bottle of champagne. That's what I would use for like, uh, like cooks. That's what I would use for um, making mimosas and stuff. Wait but a second. I do... Cooks is $14 where you live. Where the hell do you live? No, no, no. Cooks, cooks around here is only 10, but I, uh, I'm more saying than it is here is in it? Ohio. Yeah. Well, I don't really Ew. pay attention to it. It could be seven. I don't know. I don't really pay attention to it because <laughs> when Matt and I do mimosas, we don't like literally it's just a glass of champagne with maybe with like the, an eyedropper. Like, we'll, not even that. We'll like take the orange juice or the pineapple juice and like pour it in the glass, swish it around, dump it and then put the champagne in it. It's for color. It's for color. It's, for, only. it's, it's so that we're not classified alcoholics. You know, I'm fine with being a functioning alcoholic. <laughs> As long as you get, honey, you make money, you do you, and as long as you're doing, you know, what you're supposed to and you're not I driving. I five o'clock unless it's, you know, a weekend. Please, it's five o'clock everywhere in my book. It's five o'clock. It's five thir- 5.53 here in, on a Friday before, uh, so you guys know while we're recording this. Uh, so it's perfectly fine. Um, but daytime, uh, during the weekend, it, it's it's no hard, no holds barred. No holds barred. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On the weekends, especially during Memorial Weekend, I used to go Ooh. to um, Memorial, like Pride. It wasn't really Pride, but in Pensacola, the whole beach, like miles of this beach just fills up with LGBTQ plus community. And it's just a giant freaking rager. And Pride is in Picola. That's uh, Memorial Day weekend in Pensacola. Oh, but wh- when is Pride? Just just so I know. Pride's in June, but, right, um, but like when? Um, I don't know if we really have if we really, really celebrate it, it. Yeah, in Orlando, I don't know Orlando's formal pride. It's different, kind of every city has their own yeah. date. But I know that in Pensacola, we kind of that's like our our pseudo pride because it's a gotcha. it's an extended weekend. Um, and it's just I don't know I don't know what started it, but I have to learn the history on that, but it's so much fun. I've met so many great, wonderful people from all over the United States there. And you literally, you set up a tent on Thursday night and then like, you know, like a, a canopy and uh, some people camp out on the beach. I, I did that my first, um, my first Memorial weekend and Jesus Christ, that was the worst <laughs> idea ever. <laughs> You're like, I'm um, amazed I'm alive today. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so then, like, you just drink all weekend, and it's so much fun. I don't remember what got me on that topic, but I don't know. cheers to that, guys. Cheers, cheers <laughs> to pride. Cheers, cheers to, to pride. pride. Guys, come on. As 2019. I'm, 
But anyways, um, we got a lot going on. Yeah, I want to go to Gay Days at Disney. But anyway, um, all right, guys. So first of all, let's talk about. There's a couple things revolving around Toy Story that are happening right now, and mm-hmm. one of the most currently, most currently, I say because literally they came out within two days of each other. The yeah. new Toy Story trailer that just dropped featuring Forky. Featuring Forky, and I know you probably have. I so I put po- okay full full disclosure. We posted it on our Never Growing Up podcast Instagram, but I'm assuming you didn't watch it because if you guys know Brady, he does not watch trailers. I I don't. Uh, I I I watched it. I didn't watch it with the sound on. Um, oh, okay. But I like because it, it's so quick. It, it's like a thirty Smallest. like yeah, thirty like millisecond, you know, fifteen second uh, trailer. So like it, it was just there and I didn't want to scroll away because it was our podcast one and I didn't want to like knock the view. <laughs> you know, I wanted Instagram's freaking algorithm. I wanted to make sure we got the full view. Um, so, yeah, I, I watched it and I don't know what's going on still because I couldn't okay. hear anything. Um, so if you want to dive yeah. in on that a little bit. So I'll give the deal. And Disney posted this today. So this this one and i'm actually so i will preface preface this with i'm super glad that disney posted this because when i first saw the the first trailer that came out i was like i i, I am a little annoyed that they're uh, introducing new characters in the final movie i even said this about game of thrones <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm like what, what are we doing here kids why are we introducing new people um so I was like, why are we doing the Forky thing? Although I was into the whole Key and Pill, like the, the, the carnival little little things. Oh, the stuffed animal like um, prizes. Yeah, they, they, they cracked me up because I love Key and Pill, so it was fine. But I was like, what is this nonsense? And But I thought that what was really interesting about this preview, and again, like I said, go check it out either on you know Disney's Instagram, multiple Disney Instagram accounts, or ours. We would love you to check out ours. Um it's about how Forky was made. And so it's the little girl who Andy gave the toys to um, at the end of, of Toy Story 3. Spoiler alert. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Y'all, if you haven't seen it yet, I don't know what you're doing. And if you're listening to this podcast, which means you're a crazy Disney fan, because who else listens to these kind of podcasts if you're not a huge Disney fan? <laughs> so I'm pretty sure you've seen it by now. But um, – the, the whole premise of the whole thing is what makes a toy a toy. And I thought that was really interesting because it's like for a child, you know, you make those things, you make whatever it is, it becomes a toy. It could be like a, a cardboard box and it's like their favorite thing in the whole world. So it's really interesting because it's almost like this like existential conversation about like what makes a toy a toy. And like I'm wondering if that's what the whole movie is going to be about and if so – I'm concerned for my emotional stability. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've read a lot of stories where, you know, uh, uh, Tom Hanks was crying during the read throughs. Oh, so, yeah. We posted that picture. Yeah. Um, so uh. I don't know. And, you know, and that makes a lot of sense, you know, about what makes a toy a toy and like how she's making it a toy. Yeah. Um, when I was really young, I think six years old, I was gifted a little ghost shaped um pinata to use for my birthday but i didn't really have birthday parties because my birthday is in october and like so we went like to Chuck E. cheese and stuff like that sure. um but it was a gift for my grandma and i couldn't beat the pinata up i kept it and it was my little friend <laughs> so you know like that's 
I, I can resonate with that, you know, yeah. like all because it's a fork with googly eyes doesn't mean it's not a toy to her. Right, exactly. And so so that actually like made me think very differently about the entire movie. Like seriously, it literally changed my mind. Um, because I thought this movie was stupid like not stupid i hate to say i don't mean stupid because they're like amazing movies but i was like oh why are you belaboring this i thought like i would agree that they didn't need a fourth one they did need a fourth one the third one ended beautifully and that could have just been the end right exactly and that i thought that was closure i Mm. I mean yeah i guess they could move on and talk about the little girl and woody and buzz and whatever but like i i was very happy with the third one so i was like why are we doing this but I'm very, I'm very intrigued. So if you haven't seen it, uh, please go to our Instagram uh, and check it out. Check it out. Check it out at Never Growing Up Podcasts. Yeah. Two P's. Oh, and I also posted it on our Twitter too. So it's at NGU pod. So it's on our Twitter as well. Check well, it out. Well, speaking of Toy Story, um, something both you and I have discussed that we aren't very familiar <laughs> with because we don't care. The new... <laughs> Uh, sit down restaurant that's going to be at Toy Story Land. I get yeah. it. Um, you know it's a new land. They do have plenty of room to expand, and we've gone gone over my unpull, you know, displeasure of that section and yeah. their lack of imagination. Um, <laughs> and well, they are they're they're adding a restaurant, a sit down restaurant. Don't think that's what they needed to make that section any better. You know, like cool i mean that's a cool idea the inside looks cute but the inside looks like you're gonna go eat inside uh toy store mania and Uh all of toy story land looks like the inside toy store mania like there isn't anything original for that i'm sorry i just get so frustrated because it should have been in giant pixar land and a toy story themed restaurant inside pixar land would have been cool but because it's just the same thing in four walls now it's like okay cool so now i can sit down inside which is nice because it's hot and there's no shade there sure um but i don't know i don't really know anything about it annie do you have anything to say i know i'm so like pessimistic about that today but it just drives me nuts so here's here's a funny little tidbit so i actually didn't include this as part of the rundown when i was putting together the agenda so Brady brought it up and he's like, yeah, and I, I agree. I agree. We did need to talk about it. However, the reason why I didn't care was because when you see the the rendering, we didn't even talk. We didn't even put it on our Instagram or anything like we mm-hmm. were just like whatever. And it was on like any of the other Disney podcasts. They all posted it. We did not. And here's here's kind of why I was thinking that was because I don't think this is a, and maybe I guess Brady and I are just speaking for ourselves, but like since we are people who go to the parks, we don't have children. I don't have a reason to go to that place. Like to me, it just looks like a restaurant that you would bring families to. And so it's not my bag. Like that's probably why I, that's why I didn't include it as part of the rundown because I was just like, eh. we, like, okay. We didn't read anything about it, but let's put some money no on it. What do you guys bet that, there is going to be a Toy Story themed um, Rainforest Cafe. What do you think? It, that's exactly. Oh my God, Brady! That's exactly, exactly when I looked at it. That's exactly what I thought. Yep. That's exactly what I that thought. That just was, like dawned on me just now. I was like, I bet you it's going to have a little animatronic. Yeah. Um, Mr. Potato Head. Um, and I think it'll be cool to see. And I might yeah. eat there once just to check it out. But again. They should have did a Pixar land. <laughs> I'm, just, so I'm sorry. I, 
I no, I agree with you. You want to whine about Pierre, that forever? No, it's okay. Pixar Pier. I, I agree with you. Pixar Pier at Disney Disney's California Adventure, um, in my opinion, is it, Disney. So that area and also Cars Land, I think, are the best part of Disney's California Adventure. Lamplight Lounge, um, right as you enter into Pixar Pier, is my favorite spot to go have dinner on property. Um, I just think it's the the view is beautiful, the theming is beautiful. Um, I agree. I think it should have been. I maybe maybe they were just trying to keep the more like Pixar centric area at Disneyland, and they're trying to make this just more Toy Story centric. I don't know, but like I would have liked to have seen more of a place like that open. But I mean, I guess like I mean, think I mean, I guess if you think about it, I mean, it makes sense. Like like so, so Brady and I are bitching, but like also like we're we're a minority, and we're not going to Disney with with children, so. Yeah, it does make sense to have that kind of dining space. Yeah, there. Um, but and don't get me us, wrong, guys. I <laughs> love Toy Story. I grew up. Yeah. I, I watched the actual S word out of that that VHS. I watched it forwards and backwards while it was rewinding. You know, like I right. love those movies, but I just think as a whole, it's it's it, they could have just done a little bit better. And just the it, thought of listening to those toys talk while you're trying to eat the whole day would probably get annoying too. But it would be it would be fun for people with with families. So True. that's kind of like the thing. Like I think like I, I understand where they're going with it, and I think this kind of plays into our whole like the future of, of Disney Hollywood Studios, and that's kind of like what it's turning into. Um, so I get it, but that's what we're bringing it up. We're letting you know that it's coming, and I'm sure everyone read a lot about it. We're just not here for it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> oh, Toy Story. Toy Story. Toy Story. But since we're still talking about Disney Hollywood Studios. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Unfortunately, the <laughs> the biggest thing that's coming up at Star Wars or is uh at Hollywood Studios is Star Wars Land. Sure. And with Star Wars comes the untimely passing of uh Peter Mayhew, who played Chewbacca in that series. So I know that um, Harrison Ford has said some nice, some nice things about him online. Sorry, Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, it's sad, you know, it's sad because we all grew up watching these movies and they were so young. And, you know, honestly, a lot of people probably don't know what he looks like because he is known for Chewbacca, which is a costumed mm-hmm. character with <laughs> no real voice you know he, he makes it sounds oh, nice. you know there thank you, you know. thank you um and and you know him from that for sure but uh he he was a, a one of a, a very lovable character and i know my cousin's very upset about it because she worked at star wars land you know Aww. letting kids come in and take pictures the chewbacca and um not star wars lands you mean uh, over by star tours the launch bay yeah yeah the launch bay yeah um so it is sad, you know, and with Carrie Fisher last year, and it's just crazy to think that all the actors that we know and love from our growing up are getting older. And this is unfortunately yeah. a thing that happens with age. Yeah, it's like, I mean, well, not even. Well, so he was in his 70s, which I don't want to think about it because my parents are close to 70. But like, unfortunately, that's a little more. But like, even with like when Carrie Fisher passed away a few years ago, she uh, she was in her early 60s. Like, look at Luke Perry. He was 50-something. Like, it's just 
it's hard to see your childhood heroes pass away. So, so we are we were sad to see that announcement. <gasps> oh my gosh! What? Speaking what? of Star Wars, we release our new episodes on on Sunday, right? Yeah. What Sunday? May the fourth be with everybody. Is it really? It oh my god! Really. I didn't even realize. I was like, "What? No, no, no! Tomorrow's May the fourth. Shit. <laughs> I thought today was Saturday. And I'm pissed because I'm so busy tomorrow. I have to teach boys lessons. All- Not that I'm pissed to teach my <laughs> Those like, dumb oh, kids. Damn cats. But like I'm annoyed because <laughs> I, I usually sit on my ass all day and watch Star Wars for May the 4th. But my nephew will be here with me and the child is two years old and we going to sit. We going to sit and we're going to watch Star Wars he gonna learn. He gonna learn. And you know what's amazing is that like my sister married a guy who's a huge Star Wars nerd. So I think he'll be fine with me making him watch Star Wars. All so what do you watch first? Episode oh, one or episode four? <laughs> so I I will start. I will start from from episode one. I'll go, I'll go to the prequels. Like just you know from a chronological, especially on May the May the fourth, because I'll do like a full chronological business, even though I hate hurt the prequels I, well, I don't hate them i love the uh, i love the the prequel right before a new hope well, well technically rogue one is the one before new hope but um revenge of the sith is i think is actually really really good and i love that movie um but the first two so i would the second one what was it called attack of the clones mm-hmm. is the worst and then the Phantom Menace, which is fine, but it's still kind of crappy. And then I render the Sith. I think is fantastic. So like, I love I, that it does explain a lot from what you hear, and I does, love that in four, five, six, they mention things that happen in one, two, three, as if it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, for us to see, and then like they come out and show us, which is so cool. Well, same thing with Rogue One, right? Because Rogue One is technically a prequel because it's like mm-hmm. literally like seconds before. Um, it opens uh, up to it episode four, New Hope. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely like, I mean, he's two, so I don't know how much he's gonna pay attention. <laughs> um, but she's I'm doing this for her, guys. She's doing. This I'm for really her. doing this for me. I, my <laughs> other nephews who are older and they love Star Wars, like I would definitely. But since my my sister's my sister's child, my blood is hey, in town. Sister, so sister, you know. You know, having your blood is Better different. use that so. four, sister. Hey, sister, so, sister, four, Get sister, it. go, sister. Get it. But yeah, so I'm excited. I love May the 4th. One of my favorite holidays. Well, Star Wars, Peter Mayhew, thank you for years of entertainment. Yes, thank you. And did you notice that BB-8 is now in the new Disney's Hollywood Studio logo? I did not know that. Yeah, so the new Disney Hollywood Studios logo, which they debuted at the 30th birth. So Disney's now thir- Disney's Hollywood Studios is now 30. I love 30. 30 was my favorite age. Um, I can't wait I to turn my best. I look good at 30, y'all. Oh, damn. Um, I do not look good no more. But I have the same curves at 30. at 30. I'm ready for it. Oof, I was skinny as shit. It was fantastic. <laughs> but like, um, so uh, it was the 30th. Uh, they had like, you know, a real big celebration of parades, whatever, at DHS. And then um, they also revealed the new logo that's going to go like right at the entrance. And so the new logo, it just says Disney Hollywood Studios, but it has like BB-8 popping out and... Um, the, unfortunately, you and I will hate this. 
is the the Minnie and Mickey from like the new version of Minnie and Mickey, uh, that ridiculous Ren and Stimpy art animation. And then um, Woody. Yeah, I know. I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm monstrously thrilled about the whole, I, uh, the whole, the whole new logo. But here we are. So, God, we are so negative today. Bring back the sorcerer hat. <laughs> Bring back MGM. Is what I'm saying. Lord, the missing. episode where we complain. The episode where we complain. <laughs> that's what's happening. Oh, what can we talk about that's positive? The charcuterie crawl. So, okay, quick question: When do we want to talk about Endgame? We can do it at the end. We'll yeah, the just end. so we can do Endgame at the end, just so that way if people haven't seen it, they can tune out. Well, okay, so like, let's do the Cinderella package, the charcuterie crawl, and then... Endgame? Endgame, yeah, okay. okay. So, okay. speaking of new dining, well, not that we're just leaning into this or anything, but we have talked about new dining experiences with the Toy Story Land... Let's go back to the Magic Kingdom and their okay. new package for the Cinderella's Royal Table. So you know what's weird about this is like I've only f- seen one blogger talk about this, which I think is funny. Not funny in a bad way. Like I just think that's weird that like only one blogger has talked about this. But like also, I mean, just, it was on Disney Parks blog, which is where I got most of my information. But I think it's interesting. But there's a brand new package. That's come out from Cinderella's Royal Table. So for those of you who don't know, you can have dinner in the castle. Um, I've never done it. Mainly I haven't done it only because I heard the the uh, entrees aren't quite worth the price tag. I have heard that also. Um, although oh, there was like, what was I listening to? another podcast where there was another character dining. Oh, it was be our guest dinner with when you have dinner with the beast. And they actually put, I think Cinderella's Royal table above the be our guest one, because like, it was just such an experience. Like it wasn't a great experience. It's so loud and madness. Oh yeah. Um, I can see that. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, so they just announced this new signature package. So you, when you go in, you're welcomed by Cinderella and the prince you are given a beverage of your choice. So if it's sparkling wine or like something else. Like I'm going sh- to eat inside tent. of the castle. You better not hand me some sparkling wine. It better be real ass champagne. I'm like, this better be real champagne. <laughs> what is this, Bob Clico? Um, <laughs> but like, or some other, they say some other specialty beverage. And I'm like, well, do they mean like a Shirley Temple? Like, I'm very confused. <laughs> I don't know what they mean by that. A LaFou's brew? Like, what, yeah. what are we having here? Some kind of. Slushy? Yeah, I don't know. Um, so they um so you have dinner. See so, so and, and it's like a standard character type of dinner. Well, well, it's really just with Cinderella and the Prince, but you have dinner. Then you um very and this I think is like something similar to um what they do at Victorian Alberts. Um they give you like a little box of little chocolates when you leave and well they give you a rose also but um they give you that and they also give you a little um breakfast loaf i don't understand that but they do that and um so you get that and then you have a reserved section for happily ever after the fireworks the magic kingdom um and then after the fireworks then you go to a dessert party okay it's a lot and so it's $199 for an adult, and it's $169 for child's children's that, children. Okay, so if you break it down, when I go to Disney, um, 
you know, when I'm not going with Matt, I'm typically by myself. So would I try that out? Would it just be me? Would $199 be worth that? I would say almost maybe, you know, because you get, I'm hoping that includes the cost of the dinner. I actually, I think it does. Okay. So that's the cost of the dinner. The dessert party alone is $60. Right. Oh, that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, And that gets you the reserve fireworks too. But if you're paying $109 and that's getting you a specialty drink, the dinner, a reserve seat for fireworks, which is, you know, we've all stood in those crowds before. Um, and like I said, the, din- the dessert is dessert party alone is usually $60, depending on yeah. which one you go to. I know for Fantasmic, it was about $45 and you got um, you got a cocktail and a box of um, desserts. But that's not even including the, the, con- the, sp- the, the special box of confections. So that's a pretty good deal. Um, I think so too. Would I be able to bust out $400 for just me and Matt? No. Would I do it for just an experience if I was by myself and wanted to see what it was like? Yeah, I would do that. Yeah, I mean, when it was interesting. Oh, it was Living living by Disney. Um, I think that's her Instagram name. She's a pretty popular blogger. Um, And she also questioned the audience to say if it was worth it and i answered yes i think it is actually worth it considering you know you're getting a full meal you're getting res- getting a reserve space for fireworks i will say as a short person i am five two um i will i will be here for a reserve space because it is hard even though i know it's up in the sky there's projections on the castle and so for me like i you know, want that extra, I want that extra space. So for me, like that's the big thing. The dessert party though, like for me, I don't, I don't really care for dessert. Uh, So I'm not like here for that, but like I would still do it just because I think it'd be an experience. And I've never, I, one day I got to do Cinderella, Cinderella's Royal Table just to like say I've done it just to eat in the castle because I've never done it. It is very exclusive. I even asked if I could just like poke my head up there and they were, and they said no. It's very hard. It's very hard to get in. Um, that's one oh, yeah. of those dining reservations that you got to do like 180 days in advance. Like every time. Or time. So, or time. Or time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Final, I, final thoughts on that. I think it, I think if, like I said, if it was just me and I had 200 extra dollars, I would, I would try it out. Yeah. Try it or out. I wouldn't I be think it sounds like a good time. super mad about it, you know? Because think about how much you as a – you're going to like spend per person. Well, here's the thing. Like I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know how much people are usually spending in Cinderella's. I think it – like I don't know how many, how much people are usually spending there. That's the issue. Like so like for me, going to any other dine- – like going to any other restaurant, uh, my husband and I, like we probably – like I mean California Grill, like last time we went, we spent like over $300. Like we – do it up so for us like it makes sense like but i'm thinking like is 169 dollars per child too much i would say yes because they're gonna pick at their chicken nuggets and eat their their desserts and then be full you know like they're not even gonna gonna be tired yeah um because think about summer nights good point though if you're going to the cinderella's royal table without this package you're already expecting to sp- you're going to spend more money and if you're mad about that sorry about it there's other cheaper places to eat you're paying for the experience you're paying for the disney prices um 
again, $169 is super pricey for a kid. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, like that – again, I'm looking at this and I have to remember that. But again, this is a podcast geared toward people who go to Disney without children. So Sans child. Sans child. So when you um, when you go, if it was just Nick and I going or, or you and Matt going, it's it's actually makes sense because at the end of the day, we probably would spend that much money. But if you're going – I wouldn't want to spend that much on my child. Like they're going to eat chicken fingers and like – they think about it the co- majority of the cost as an adult is, is your alcohol yeah so well and that it's like i don't know i most people who go to these things it's typically what they would be kind of doing or they're going to treat themselves so like they're not going to worry yeah. about the price and treat um, yourself treat right yourself. you're at disney treat yourself because like yourself. I, don't, I don't typically buy a bunch of snacks and desserts while I'm at the parks. I get Dole Whips. I don't count that yeah. as a snack or dessert. That's a sustenance. <laughs> um, right. I get Dole Whips and I get pretzels and then obviously like my lunch and, and dinner. So, and you, you're not much of a chocolate eater. So what well, is this? I like this? chocolate. I don't like dessert. Excuse but me. I yeah. like chocolate. So yeah. like maybe this box of confections would be cool for you, but for me, that's the, the whole dessert party, which is $60 of it. Yeah. It's like you might as well just. It not pay the price of the royal table and go to the, you know, the dessert party if that's something you're going to splurge on. But I don't know. But speaking of food still, like ride down that food train. I know, (laughs) I know you're super excited about this crawl I can't pronounce. The charcuterie, the charcuterie, the charcuterie. That's an N girl. Charcutine is what you wrote. (laughs) Charcuterie. Oh, right now it says charcuterie. <laughs> oh, that's an IE. Yeah. That is absolutely an N. <laughs> charcuterie <laughs> crawl. Um that is throughout the entirety of Disney World, right? Yeah. So um thank you to at Disneyland for one because she sent me this article. And this tra- this girl knows how much I love charcuterie. <laughs> For you Italian folk, antipasto, whatever. Um, and uh, it w- the article was written br- written by the blog Brit and Co. And it's called how to, like how to do a charcuterie crawl. Uh, so for those of you who don't know what charcuterie is, so it's meat and cheese, meat, meat, meat and cheese, or, or it could be just meats. Um, but you know, it's that appetite. It's the board of meats and cheeses you get with like. A little bit of like cornichons, which are tiny little pickles, and like nuts, and like it is my lifeblood. I live and die for a charcuterie board. Like you guys don't understand. <laughs> I love charcuterie so much, and so the fact she, that she's a whore for brunch and I'm she'll a, live and die for charcuterie. I'm a whore for charcuterie, and I she sent me this article knowing me so well. So I was so excited to see this. So I wanted to talk about the article the locations that they chose as the best charcuterie in um, Disney World. And also I had some additions. So. I have some inputs. I have <laughs> some thoughts. And okay. So the first one they they included was, now this is a new restaurant at Disney Springs. It is called Haleo. It is, um, a, so I have been to Haleo, it, uh, but it in, in Las Vegas. So in Las Vegas, it is um, in the in the Cosmopolitan Hotel. 
Um, Haleo is a Spanish restaurant, uh, a lot of tapas, um, but and they have like a lot of sharing plates, like a big thing of paella. Like the food is unreal. Um, so I love it at uh, in Vegas. So I haven't been to the one in um, Disney Springs, obviously, because it literally I think it just opened this month. Um, but I am pumped and I cannot wait to go to the one here. Um, but they included uh, Haleo as number as the number one stop. And I'm pretty sure that. So I, I, I had it in, in Vegas. So it was amazing. So I could talk about it. But like it has the Iberico ham, the jamon, like the uh, Spanish charcuterie is just fire. And I love everything about it. Fuego. Um, it is on fuego. So I totally agree with this being number one. Um, number two, they have Wine Bar George, which I have also had their charcuterie board and it is tremendous. I love everything about Wine Bar George. We talked about um, their uh, brunch in last week's episode, episode 21. Uh, so go back and listen to that if you want to get some more info on their brunch, which is phenomenal. Um, but their their charcuterie board is amazing. I had it in December. You cannot go wrong going to a wine bar um, and having a charcuterie board. The next one they have is uh, Enzo's Hideaway. So, like, here's the thing about Enzo's Hideaway. Like, I have heard nothing but negative things about Enzo's. Really? Yeah, I've not heard great things about it. And this is their number two. And oh, no, this is their number three. Three. On number this three. list. And um, so I've not been to Enzo's. Enzo's opened the same, around the same time as the Edison if any of you've been to the Edison at Disney Springs, which is very like Gatsby twenties type situation. And so Enzo's is another Italian restaurant that opened. I don't know. I've not heard great things about it, but I hear that according to this um, article, they, they roll like their charcuterie. They probably call it an pasto, but I'm not, I'm bored by that. And then also, also Terralina. I've not been to Terralina either, which, um, took over i think that took over portobello's so it's um right in between paddlefish and like kind of like around the quarter boathouse it's like another italian restaurant disney springs i'm not super familiar with disney springs anymore especially since it's gotten so big Um, yeah but i usually like i've only ever been to the rainforest cafe the boathouse and deluxe burgers yeah, I've I've gone I've eaten at a, quite a few restaurants even since the remodel. Um I even posted on my WDW collective page. I posted about my favorite uh restaurant at um Disney Springs, which is Morimoto's. Uh it's phenomenal. And um but I have not been to Terralina. I really had no like reason to go to Terralina. Terralina apparently has a two it's like a tower of anapasti. Um, which is the Italian word for char- charcuterie is obviously a French word, and a pasti is the Italian version. It's like two levels, so like there's a bunch of like roasted vegetables on the bottom, and then like yeah, meats and cheeses are up on the top. Cool. Mm. So like I felt I felt compelled to comment on this charcuterie crawl because if y'all if y'all know I am I feel like I'm personally an expert on charcuterie and like. I'm about to give you my recommendations for charcuterie. So again, I agree with Wine Bar George. I agree with Haleo because I've had the Haleo one in Vegas. So here are my options. So guys, if you're looking for a good charcuterie, I had an amazing charcuterie at California Grill. 
uh, a couple weeks ago. It is like hand cut by the butcher on site. It is amazing. Highly recommend um, the California Grill charcuterie. I also included the Yachtsman Steakhouse. And I'm so annoyed that they didn't include Yachtsman Steakhouse because Yachtsman Steakhouse, um, if you go into Yachtsman Steakhouse, like right when you walk in, like if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, do not listen to this or don't go to Yachtsman Steakhouse. But they have like the hanging meats. Like as soon as you – have you been to Yachtsman? I have not. It's so good. And my – you know what's so funny is that like I don't know why I never – had. I only been there once. But I've gone to the bar next door quite a few times when we've stayed at Yon Beach. And I – Nick had always wanted to go uh, there. But like we finally went one time. And their charcuterie was like probably – one of my favorites on site. And they also give you a whole head of roasted garlic as part of the charcuterie. It is insane. Mm, they have amazing abarical ham. Oh my God. That sounds so- good, but the thought of um of the roasted garlic, like they do that at uh what's it called? McGuire's here in in, in Destin. Mm-hmm. And they but they cut it in half. And I hate that look. It gives me like that trapophobic. Feel. Oh the the oh yeah you're right yeah it does it gives you kind of a yeah I have that fear too and it does bother me a little bit that tri- what is it called Tri- trypophobia or something like that the fear of like P-R-Y-P-H-O-B-I-A. a bunch of holes. Yeah. Yeah, oh dude yeah, I'm gonna yeah, have nightmares yeah. why'd you bring that up yeah it, my face is numb yeah <laughs> uh, uh, so the last the last charcuterie board that I wanted to bring up was um so I am not a fan. Of what they have done to Artist Point. So Artist Point is in Wilderness Lodge, Magic Kingdom Resort. Artist Point was actually our favorite restaurant for a very long time. And it was never popular. It was always like dead. It was very easy to get a reservation there. It was pretty dead most of the time. So I understand why they did what they did. So they put a Snow White character dinner there now. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. And so now it's not even – it's like – Something like Snow White Storybook Dining at Artist Point. So that's what it's called now. So <laughs> I'm dying again. So they used to have um, – it used to have like a lot of steaks. Like it, the, the dining was very like um, Northwest uh, United States, was that kind of dining. But they used to have like a lot of steaks and stuff like that. And so they had an amazing charcuterie board. I remember that charcuterie board. And so I went to look at the storybook dining menu because obviously I'm not going there now because I'm not a big fan of character dining. Um, personal, this is my personal thing. They don't have it anymore. But then I looked at Territory Lounge, which is the lounge connected to Artist Point, and they do have it there. So if, you know, it's just you and your partner and you're going to – uh, you're staying one of those lodges. You're staying. I mean, really, if you're staying in like any of the Magic Kingdom resorts or any other resort, if you want, just get on a monorail um, and head over to Wilderness Lodge. Territory Lounge is so nice, um, and that's now what I consider like the adult aspect of um, of Artist Point. And so they do. Ha- I checked. I, they do have the charcuterie board that is so good and was always so good um, at Artist Point, and it's there now. So that is my response to this article. I was fired <laughs> up about this charcuterie article. Guys, yeah, she sent me she sent me an all caps text like we are talking about this on the show. I was like, okay, I didn't even. I was like, what is this? You're like, I, I can't even know. pronounce it. It was a whole thing. <laughs> I'm done now. That is my charcuterie response to you all. There you are. 
Well, guys, we have come to the the part in our show that if you haven't seen Endgame and you don't want to hear any spoilers, we're going to give you about four seconds to click out because turn off your phone, turn off your turn off your podcast. As much as I love that you guys listen all the way through, because we do see you know the average of what time people click out. We see these things. Listen all the way through. Thanks, but um. You know, we want to give you an opportunity because we are going to freely talk about Endgame and we don't want to be added because you guys haven't seen it yet for whatever reason. Uh, you're sleeping you're on it, whatever the heck. Um, you know, maybe you're on your way and then you saw a squirrel that needed CPR. I don't know. <laughs> but That's so specific. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're going to go ahead and start talking about that because I've been dying to talk to, about dying. it. Absolutely dying. Um, and we are going to open up, I'm going to open up with the insane, insane emotion that I got from seeing the Hulk's body. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, he looked good. He looked good. Okay, guys, I know in all the other movies, he kind of looked like animated. And even I myself have seen complaints in articles saying, why is the Hulk not wearing any clothes? He needs to put clothes on. I'm like, who's getting turned on by the Hulk? Me. I am who is getting turned on by the Hulk. (laughs) Um, He was so incredibly daddy, this movie. He was. And and it like was so real it, it looked like they took like a bodybuilder and then put a cgi head on it but in a good way you know like it, it didn't look cheesier at all his abs would flex as he's speaking and like his pecs would kind of bounce as he's just like having a conversation and i'm like choke me <laughs> <laughs> he did he looked really good so like mark ruffalo is a good looking guy on his own but like also he's a shorty which doesn't really do it for me, but like he's, I mean, they like took Mark Ruffalo's face, which is just so cute. And his mannerisms. Yeah. And his mannerisms, honestly, he reminds me a lot of my, the next door neighbor I grew up with. And then they put him like on the Hulk's body and, and he did, he looked real good. Yeah. I, I like the halfway through the movie, like I leaned over to Matt and like, is it just me? Like, is, are you getting like butterflies are from seeing this? the Hulk? Like, I, <laughs> If he asked me to eat a bowl of glass, I'd be like, how many? You're like, I will do this. No, I, I get it. He looked real, real good. And it's so funny that you mentioned this because, like, I was trying to figure out, like, I've I've never been one for um, everyone, like, lo- Giant I love green Chris men. Evans. No, no, it's not even that. Like, I love Chris Evans. I've seen him in other movies and I think he's attractive. I don't think he's attractive as Captain America. I said my piece. Amen. Mm. I know it's America's ass, y'all. It is America's ass. It is America's ass, and I fully uh, subscribe to that. I don't think his face is very, like, I wouldn't, like, cause a car accident to bend my neck and look at his face, but that booty. <laughs> like, I bounce yeah. like a school bus off his ass. Oh, you can. You can. It's real. It's real. So, okay. So, what did you think? Uh, I'm trying to think where we should start on this because there's just so much. I was highly emotional at the movie. So we saw this on Sunday. And if you listen to last week's episode, I didn't think I was going to go see it last week. And I actually ended up seeing it, which I'm very happy we did. We went. So what's funny is we went to an 11 a.m. showing on Sunday. 
And we thought like we would beat the crowd by going to 11 a.m. because we didn't think people would go there. 11 a.m. was sold out. Mm -hmm. And we had to go to an 11.30 show. And at this point, it was like 10 to 11. And so like they're like, yeah, but there's like barely any seats left for 11.30. So like we had to sit up front. Well, didn't this movie pull like 1.9 million or billion dollars? Yeah, it's the first movie to go over a billion dollars in its opening weekend. It's insane and, and and rightfully so i mean like the movie or the theater that i was in at the eleven thirty show was obviously very packed and you know by the time we sat down it was like 40 minutes before the show was even starting and we had to sit up front which i was not thrilled about because it made my vertigo weird but like it was it was kind of annoying but um i mean it was, this movie was i was still super into it and i think it was because like i was like pmsing so like i was super emotional yeah 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 i'm super emotional you have feelings <laughs> i have feelings i don't like to admit to it but like <laughs> i was super emotional and i think the part that like got me well there was a couple parts that got me like really emotional so like the one part the one part again these again if you're still listening to this and you haven't seen it we're getting into it right now we'll get into it was when like the dr strange circles were showing up and everyone started pop. All the Avengers started Damn, popping. Damn, the very on. end. <laughs> very end. I was like a mess at that point. And then, um, oh, I, I also did get really like emotional when 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 Morgan, Iron Man's daughter, first said, "I love you 3,000. I don't know why I just got like really emotional about that. And then, so that was like the first time I got real emotional when all the Avengers popped back up. And then, of course. Big time spoiler alert, guys. Iron Man does not survive. And um, when Gwyneth Paltrow was talking to him and saying, like, it was okay. And I was like, nope. Yeah. So it's okay. You can rest now. I'm out. And then, like, the whole part, like, the funeral, I was a disaster. And then when the little girl was saying that she wanted the cheeseburgers, I was even worse. Like, it just did not go well. (laughs) Well, apparently, the I love you 3000 thing, I... I saw that thing on Facebook that I tagged you in where the yes. 3000 supposedly came from the minutes, the, the duration and minutes of each of the 22 movies added up. According to this was 2000. I did it myself and I, I from like IMDB, I only got 2800 and something. Ah, so close. Um, so I think they flubbed some of the minutes, but I was like going back and forth on my phone. So I do want to try and get each time. You know, and like from my computer, so it's not going back and forth and I'm missing numbers maybe. Right. Um, I don't know. But the significance of that number is apparently the line was supposed to go, I love you tons. And then the little girl goes, I love you tons. However, the 3000 comes from Robert Downey Jr. To- encouraged the little girl to say that in the movie because that's what his children say to him. Oh, stop it. <laughs> so um, so during the movie, when she said, I love you 3000, the, you know, the producers didn't know about it, but they let it slide because I don't know if you guys know anything about Disney, but they are very strict, especially with uh, movies that with this take so much. Even Endgame has so much plotting and intentional things left as they are so that it can continue on into another saga. Um, So everything that is said is very meticulous and very planned out. So for them to allow that 
I think is huge and a, like a huge thank you and nod uh, to Robert Downey Jr. who started this entire adventure with Iron Man. Um, so the fact that they let that stay, I think just shows their respect for him. And that's kind of like his little personal stamp on, you know, the ending of his his journey. Right. So right. I think that's really cool. And now it's like a huge thing. Everybody says, I love you 3000. Matt said it to me the other day and I said, Aww. I love you 3001. <laughs> like I think – well, because it was the end of the journey for apparently for for um, him, Iron Man, and also for Captain America. Um, and because he spent some more time and, and was able to be with Peggy Carter mm-hmm. – um, which is nice. I love Haley Atwell. I love her as an actress. Um, so I was excited to see her. I loved and I I didn't know I didn't I, I literally didn't know what to expect coming into this uh movie. And like they killed Thanos right away, but then they ended up going like back you knew they were gonna go back in time somehow, but like going back into the older movies and bring and having these different scenes with characters in these movies, like like Thor's scene with um, his, his mom. mom. Oh, that was yeah, another that, one I had an issue with. That oh, one made know. me a little. Okay, I'm not an emotional person. I did not cry. My eyes. Yeah. I got a little frog in my throat, especially during frog. that. I, we all know I'm a mommy's boy. Yeah. And and he just wanted to to warn her, but she said, "No, no, you're not here to alter my future." Right. You know. So. Uh, I, so it you, was so great. You, you got the vibe that she knew. You know. Yeah, it was- Great to see her come back and 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 portray their role. And just be, she was just a little mommy. It was so cute. Oh, so what's your thought about Thor's new look? I hated it. I love it. I think it's hysterical. I, I get it. it. So like funny. I do get it. Um, you know, like I think it's funny that they did that. But at the same time, I don't know about you, but I used to be pretty fit, and I was running. You know, I got a ninety-seven on my on my PT score. I have since gotten a little big. I could no longer get a 97 on my PT score. That being said, he got big. Why is he still so incredibly insanely strong? Well, because he's a god. Well, then at the same time, if he's a god and he could stay strong, then he could stay fit. If that's True. the logic. I'm sorry. I'm just like that. That irritates me because he was so good looking in Ragnarok with I the short hair. So like I, 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 I still think he was cute, but it's like the whole dad bod thing. Like, Women don't look at that. Like we, like do you know what I mean? Like yeah. we don't. <laughs> Have you seen those memes? It's like I'm a woman. I'm w- coming to see uh, Avengers for the plot, and it's a picture of Thor without a shirt on. Yeah. And then it says underneath, somebody commented on it. Little do they know, the plot thickens. They're like wah wah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love. I, I love. That's why I love so much about the Hemsworth brothers. They're very. Um, they love to joke around and they're very self-deprecating. So yeah. I feel like that was so appropriate because they have like this really funny relationship. So I thought it was hysterical. I personally thought it was hysterical. The whole thing was hysterical. I thought it was so funny that Iron Man called him Lebowski because he did. He looked like the big Lebowski. Yeah. And it was hysterical. And I just I just thought that whole – I was surprised though that he did continuously be fat. <laughs> Because I was like, well, he's like, you know, now he's into the whole thing. And remember, like, he dresses himself up. Like, all of a sudden, like, his hair is pulled back and he's got the braid in his beard. I I love what's going to be happening with um, – oh, here's a question for you, and I'm not sure because I don't know. Did Gamora – like, when, when they did the second snap and it was or, – or when Iron Man did the snap and all the all the people – Thanos' people, like, went away 
Did Gamora fade away too? I couldn't tell. Uh, the second snap. Um, n- no, she she left because she's no longer interested in Quill. My concern and unknowing about that, and we'll have to see for you know the third installment of Guardians of the Galaxy, is yes, they went back in time to get the stone, the soul stone, mm-hmm. um, which means. He didn't. Thanos didn't have that to Thanos use. Thanos didn't have to kill her. That's right. But they also went back in time before the moment they took the stones, so that they wouldn't take the stones, so that everything that happened oh, yeah. still happened. So, so she might be dead. So that she might know. be dead. But I don't know because then you can even say, then is um, Black Widow still alive? Because well, they went back to give the stones back before they got them. Yeah. So is she – and that's what let everything happen. And that's Ugh. why everybody was kind of confused about the whole Captain America thing. Because if he stayed in that timeline, it would have caused a branch. That yeah, the girl, how did he get back? Right. Yeah. So what they're thinking is that he stayed with Peggy in a different universe. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then came back to ours. So I don't. I really don't know how all that's going to work out. Um, I also find it kind of confusing that since Scar, you know, ScarJo sacrificed herself to get the Soul Stone, yeah. but there's a Black Widow movie coming out, a standalone. Yeah. Why would they wait until what after she dies though? to give her a background story? Like, who cares anymore? You know, like. Well, there already was a Black Widow movie. Huh. That was a prequel, wasn't there? I swear to God. No, there. Well, there was a movie with um, Jennifer Lawrence. Is that the one you're talking about? No, no, no that's that's different. Um, oh. Hold on, let me look it up. I thought there was a black. Yeah, there was a Black Widow movie. Oh no, this is pre-production. Wait, I know there was a Black Widow. Movie. Am I crazy? A little bit. What else was she in? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> But so so since we're at 58 minutes, what is your overall thought of Endgame? Was it everything that you hoped it to be? Um, yeah, I, I think I think it was great. I think it wrapped things up really well. And I loved that they focused on the original Avengers from yeah. the first Avengers movie, yeah. um, which makes sense because now, that, you know, Matt kind of pointed it out to me. The only ones that disappeared during the snap weren't in the original Avengers movie so I think it's cool now that this is the end of their story they can continue on because I feel like a lot of questions kind of weren't answered with um, like the Guardians of the Galaxy side of it like what were they doing those five years as they were turned to dust Um, you know and so I think it's cool that all those characters can still go on and the stories will make sense whereas the Iron Man and Captain America characters you know we can move on from that yeah, I totally agree. I I that was one of the more like and I saw someone else post about this too that they said that it was just very satisfying. And it was for me personally who watches Game of Thrones, you do not. That was I watched it the same day uh, as the battle a battle of Winterfell was going to happen that evening. So like I was at like a, such a level of stress like the whole day. <laughs> Because I, I was going to go see that and then the Battle of Winterfell happened. So, like, I was very, very stressed. So, for me, it was very satisfying. 
And I was extremely happy with, with the way it was done. So I was perfect. I thought it was perfect. Personally. Personally. But that's all we got. All right. Well, that was a fun episode. Minus what I was trying to do with the um, the intro. I was all clever. And then I flubbed up all the words. So oh, F me, right? Oh, I just realized we didn't drop an F-bomb this episode. We didn't. I think we said shit, though. So I still have to give it an E. Oh, speaking of that, they used a lot of those words in so Guardians. Or, uh, was- sorry, in, in Avengers. Yeah, like I was they threw ass that. shit, piss, like a lot, a lot of, of it. They said a lot of shit. They and said I was a lot like, of shit in there. They're like, it's the end. Who cares? Who, Who cares? cares? <laughs> I've already got my paycheck. Bye. Exactly. They're like, I. They literally could do whatever they want. But I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Me too. Well, yeah. thanks, guys. We'll see you on episode twenty-three oh, next week. Snap, guys. We love you. Love you. Bye.